0: All right, bringing on Gordon Johnson, first time on the show. Glad to have you on. We've had you on other Benzinga shows, but truly a pleasure to have you on here on Stock Market Movers.
1: Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Definitely. Now, let's start it off with a bang. You know, one thing that I've been looking at is we recently just got PCE, right? That came above estimates. What do you think about all these money managers out there calling for a quick pivot from the Fed? Yeah,
1: I mean, I think that's dead wrong. I can't stress that enough. Look, PCE came in way hotter than expected, plus 0.6% month over month, right? The previous month in July, it was 0%. So everybody thought that it was over. Uh, Mary C. Daly was on CNN this morning. She said extremely clearly, she said, listen, we're looking to fight inflation. We're looking at inflation back down to 2%. She was pressed on, you know, is a recession more important? She said very clearly a recession is not more important, which much which which what's much more important is getting inflation down. So you have PCE coming in hot. Uh, that is the Fed's yardstick. That's what they look at primarily uh, for inflation. And that that most recent number came in hot. You have Mary C. Daly saying today, um, you know, Fed governor, that they're going to fight inflation. And that's all they care about. Their dual mandate is inflation and employment and employment is fine right now. And you have things like credit growth. Look, look, look at credit growth. Credit growth is still um, trending positive. It's the, the, the rate of growth has come down, but it's still trending positive. You look at wealth, wealth in the United States. Um, it, it peaked at 150 trillion. It's come down to about 141, but relatively still extremely high. And you look at wages still at record levels of growth. Those are the three things that drive, that drive inflation. And keep in mind, the Fed has not every Fed, every Fed governor that's coming out is saying, "Listen. We are not going to pivot. We are going to focus on inflation. We are willing to have a recession to focus on inflation. Um, and you know, even when somebody says, hey, they may pivot, the stock market rallies, yields, yields, yields collapse. Um, and, and those are things that will drive inflation. So I, I think they're seeing real time that they cannot pivot. And in fact, they have to be much more aggressive. So I think all those calling for a pivot um, uh, are, are out to lunch, if you will. Um, And I think, you know, think about this, right? Yesterday, the odds of a 75 basis point hike were 59%. Today, 68%. That's almost a 100, uh, uh, I'm sorry, 1,000 basis point increase in expectations on um, a hike, right? So the Fed is further away from a pivot today than they were yesterday, yet stocks are rallying on the idea that we're gonna get a pivot. This is nonsense.
0: I agree. I mean, that's exactly what I'm seeing on in the market right now. Now, let's, let's pivot a little bit on over to the solar industry. Now, you know, one of the things that I have a question on is, do some of these companies truly exist because of subsidies that are provided by supporting governments?
1: Not only do they exist because of subsidies, but I think that many have alleged, credibly alleged that they exist because of, I don't know how else to say it, tax fraud. Um, but I shouldn't say, let me, let me take that back. Basically taking money from taxpayers. Let me explain. Effectively what a lot of these companies do is for the tax credits they get, which they, so, so, so like, for instance, what with some of these solar subprime, um, um, uh, cash incinerating science projects. the reason I call them science projects is because they burn money every single quarter. They don't make money. Um, uh, like, 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 um, you know, Sunrun and, and, and Sunpower, and dare I even say, Sonova? what they do is they come to your house and they say, you know, we're going to give you a solar system. So you put no money down. We're going to own it. You, you, um, you, you lease it back from us. Um, and th- that's their business model, right? So effectively what they then do is they go show the IRS the cost of that solar system to get the tax credit, but they are grossly inflating those costs based on these appraisers that most of them are either currently engaged in litigation for inflating costs um, or have settled litigation and and, and basically admitted to inflating costs. And they're showing costs to the IRS that are much higher than their actual costs. Without this ability to do this, in our view, these companies literally could potentially go bankrupt. So that's one dynamic they're doing. But again, in, in addition, without those subsidies, it would be the same thing. These are companies that incinerate gobs of cash every quarter. One other thing, And and the way that the entire Wall Street values these companies is they look at this MPV value that they show them. So what Sunrun did in 2021 is they took their assumed cost of capital from 6% to 5%. That's when the 10-year was yielding roughly 1.3%. So they're saying their cost of capital, equity plus debt, is 5%, right? They took it down from 6% to 5% when the 10-year was at 1.4%. The 10-year now is at 3.6, and they've left that number at 5%. In fact, Sunrun's zero-coupon debt is currently yielding close to 10%. That's their debt. Equity costs more than debt, And they're telling investors their total cost of capital is 5%. That is nuts. How they are able to get away with this, we don't know. Um, But we think they'll have to adjust this. When we do, that means the valuation has to come down, the stock will come down. But it's not just Sunrun. This is, uh, this is uh, throughout the industry of these solar, solar subprime lenders. Really, they're rooftop companies. They don't buy any panels. Um, they don't make any panels. They're just the middle guy. But they're using financial engineering, if you will, to represent money, m- numbers that are much higher than they should be, in our view.
0: Now, we also have seen a recent pickup in the uranium trade. Do you feel that this rally could be sustained?
1: I think it has to be sustained. I mean, l- let's just look at the facts, right? If, if, if Angela Merkel, you know, 10 years ago wouldn't went down, would not have went down the rabbit hole of, you know, we're going to do as much solar as possible. We're decommissioning all of our nuclear plants. We're getting rid of natural gas and coal. I don't think Russia would, would have invaded the Ukraine, because what that did is Angela Merkel's policy became the European Union's policy. They did very dumb energy policy. You know, they replaced reliable fossil fuels with unreliable solar and wind. It didn't work, they doubled down, and then they became reliant on Russia for natural gas. Um, And Russia saw that as a strategic play to do whatever they want, and they invaded the Ukraine, and you know, the rest is history. So that's one problem. Here's another problem. A lot of politicians virtue signal, right? They said, we want to do solar. Solar doesn't work um, uh, at night. The batteries are nowhere near um, uh, the level they need to be to be um, uh, 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 cost-effective. and all reliable. I think in the U.S., with all the battery capacity we have right now, it's, it, 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 would, it, would, it would last for about, I think, an hour or even less of the energy we need if we relied on all the batteries. I mean, think about this, right? In the United States, we spent roughly, I think, $3 trillion on renewable energy, I think, since 2005. And the percentage of fossil fuels used has dropped from 82% to 81%. So it's just been a massive waste of money. What I'm saying is, in addition to all this, is this winter, because Europe doesn't have reliable energy because they've decommissioned it um, in favor of unreliable solar and wind, when people start to freeze in their homes and or they can't afford food because their energy costs are too high, they're going to vote these politicians out. So this virtue signaling, it it just fundamentally can't work because people need energy. So if you need, if, if you really wanna fight climate change and you wanna do it with zero carbon emission, reliable energy, nuclear is the only answer. So while you know, we believe you're gonna see fundamental improvement this year, we already start, we think you're starting to see that. I think there's gonna be a huge sentiment shift this winter as energy, energy costs skyrocket and politicians look to real solutions to fight climate change. Solar and wind are not real solutions. And you're seeing that with with respect to Russia invading the Ukraine because the EU became reliant on uh, Russia for power because, you know, they became over-reliant for them on fossil fuel energy. And I think you're going to see it this summer as energy costs skyrocket in the US. And unfortunately, people potentially uh, freeze to death in the European Union.
0: All right. Now, I got to say that I completely agree with that outlook. You know, a lot of people sometimes try to disagree with me. None. no. Normally, that's what I was going to say. Normally, you know, everyone wants to try to hit you for your Tesla outlook. But I feel like in this case, you're dead on, Gordon. So let's keep going. Let's see. Maybe we find something where I disagree. Let's right. go into Kathy Woods, ARK Invest. Now they just added to their Tesla position. And Kathy right. stated that she plans to move more into more money into high conviction plays like Tesla. How do you feel about this Tesla positioning and overall invest strategy that's coming from ARK Invest? Listen, Kathy Wood has been among the biggest
1: destroyers of capital we've ever seen. Um, you know, why she continues to get airtime, it's not up to me to say, but I think, you know, she needs to start being asked real hard, tough questions. I mean, you know, she said, you know, her, her entire thesis on Tesla years ago and i'll admit she was right on the stock price but her entire thesis fundamentally was robo taxis, and they've done nothing there she's been 100 incorrect um you know when you know she's investing in these quote-unquote innovation companies that don't make money um and she's promising you know 20 30 40 50 percent annual returns um are indicating that that's what she's going to be able to do when nobody's ever been able to do that in the history of investing um I think it's dangerous, uh, to make these kind of promises. And I think that the media needs to start asking her hard questions. Um, and, and, and and that's not just that that's just not happening. So she continues to get AUM. Um, and unfortunately for those investing with her, you know, the the facts are this year, she continues to destroy it. This isn't me coming down on Kathy Wood. Um, this is just me stating facts, um, uh, uh, or, you know, what's happened with her funds. So, Look, I I don't know what's going to happen going forward. You know, if the Fed pivots, I think she'll be fine. I think we'll go back to this, you know, crazy money printing um, uh, uh, environment where money losing stocks are the ones to own. But I just don't think the Fed can do that right now. I mean, you look at services inflation at 6.1%. That's unaffected by commodities. You look at the Zillow rent index right now. It's trending at uh, 13% year over year, whereas CPI inflation uh, rent CPI inflation and OER CPI inflation are only at 6%. There's a lot of catching up to do. Those are 30, that's 30% of CPI inflation that you're going to see trending higher well into 2023. So this idea that inflation has peaked, I think is wrong. Keep in mind the SBR drawdown in soon, right? When that ends, you're probably going to have a tailwind to oil prices. So I, I just don't think the fed can shift. Um, and, and, and look, Mary Daly. And I'm not, I'm not, Listen to any Fed governor; they've made that extremely clear. Mary Daly today on CNN, you know, uh, Poppy Harlow said, "Listen, you know, recession is scary. People lose jobs. You know, you grew up in, you know, recession." And she said, "Listen, our dual mandate is jobs and price stability. And right now, jobs are fine, and we're focused on price stability. That means they're going to continue going. Um, so, I think the pivot folks are wrong, and I think the Kathy Woods of the world, um, until they pivot, uh, are going to be in a world of pain."
0: Now, Tesla just unveiled a look at the Tesla bot on their recent AI day. Could this really kind of distract from Tesla's main business and be more of a distraction than a help to the main business? Listen,
1: there was I want to read my notes here. There was a uh, robotics engineer who was quoted um, in the Associated Press. He said the the AI day from Tesla was, quote, a scam. And, And let me tell you what he said. I think this is very important for people to understand. One thing I want to mention, a year ago in August at AI day number two, Elon Musk said, his words were, in a year, we're going to have robots capable of doing, doing human tasks, right? So at AI day last, you know, this past Friday, he should have unveiled a robot capable of doing human tasks. He said, we're not even going to start taking orders for three to five years. So this is another over-promise under-deliver, or what some would say quite frankly lie i'm not saying he's lying but if someone continuously overpromises and underdelivers, what do you call it but i want to say what this um this engineer said he said on the bots anyone in the industry will tell you the real elephant in the room is that for these bots to be of any use they need to be equipped with perception and mobility and that is what we currently don't know how to do yes you can get basic navigation on a flat floor basic vision but um but that is nowhere near even the dexterity of a spider and not even close to any higher animal. We just simply don't know how to do it. It's often called Morbeke's paradox, that we make machines with high cognitive tasks but have very big issues truing them to make them understand basic stuff. He says this was observed 30 years ago and despite massive progress in the field of computing really hasn't changed much. So in summary, they have a very bold claim, this is Tesla, and bold claims require extraordinary evidence. What they've shown was a lame robotic demo, and they bragged about solving what everyone in the field already solved years ago and didn't mention a word about any actual progress in solving the stuff nobody solved yet. So to your question, I, I think it is a distraction, but I think that it's, it's, it's the wrong kind of distraction. If you talk to anybody in the robotics engineering field, I think they'll tell you as much.
0: Now let's get into the main business of Tesla, right? Tesla just missed on deliveries, even though it seemed like Elon was calling for all employees to help. And is this a trend that we're likely to see continue? I think so. Listen, he said it's logistics. And some people have accused Elon
1: Musk of being a pathological liar. I'm not gonna accuse him of that, but for him to say logistics is absurd in our view. Let me tell you why. Before the quarter ended, you could order a car in China and get it in one week. You could order a car in the US and get it in roughly four to six weeks. You could order a car in Europe and get it in the same amount of time. There was no logistics issues. In fact, if you go back to 2018, when they missed deliveries, he used the same excuse, right? Just Google search 2018 Tesla logistics issues. The story will pop up. But he said at the time they fixed it with a bunch of trucks. Here's the problem, right? Their deliveries in Q1, were 310,000, right? Dropped to 254,000 in Q2, right? That's a $55,000 or 55,000 unit shortfall. Why? Because their Shanghai plant was down. To go back to Q2, people at Tesla, everybody in the industry were saying they're going to fully make it up in Q3, right? But they only did 340, right? So you had a 55,000 car shortfall, right? So if you, so that shifted that was backlog that shifted to Q3. So the 340 number is really 340 minus 55 because that's backlog from Q2 that shifted to Q3. So really they're at a run rate that is below the record number they did in Q1. This is a big problem for Tesla. Why? Because Tesla is trading at 50 times their earnings when the auto industry trades on average at five times. That means that investors expect Tesla to pay them 100% of their earnings this year as a dividend for the next 50 years. That's what a 50 times multiple means. So if they're not growing, the stock is grossly overvalued. Listen, I want to highlight something. Tesla right now has basically flatlined at 1.3 million cars, EV cars, $66,000 EV cars sold annually. Which, by the way, is impressive. That is impressive. But here's the problem. It's impressive for BMW that sells 2 million cars a year, right? high-end luxury cars, but BMW's valued at $45 billion, not $800 billion. So it is impressive what Tesla has achieved, but the valuation is ridiculous. So a $45 billion valuation for Tesla is a $15 stock price, not a $300 stock price. So when you you consider all that, you consider the issues with Elon Musk saying things that aren't true. Um, You consider the fact that lead times have collapsed. We're looking at lead times Um, in a backlog that is effectively equal to their production. And by the way, their production is being intentionally kept low, right? The the Shanghai factory is running at roughly 90% capacity. Texas and Berlin are running at 10% capacity. Despite that fact, they're not even able to sell all those cars. I mean, there's people out there who are saying they're going to sell 20 million cars by 2030. That will require them to build a new $500,000 plant every single quarter, fully sold out, starting two quarters ago. It's clearly absurd. Anyone who believes that, for lack of a better word, um, I don't want to – that's just absurd. So I think the reality is setting in Tesla's market share has collapsed in the U.S. It has collapsed in China. It's collapsed in Europe. And I think the competition is killing them. Look, I want to use an analogy. I think the the right analogy for Tesla is – I'm going to look at my notes. It's the next Netflix, right? Um, So the way that I want to explain this is, you know – we believe, you know, so, so what, what do we mean? So for years, Netflix had an absurd valuation based on pioneering, um, based on the pioneering position in the streaming media. But once it was proven that such a market existed, a myriad of competitors swarmed all over it, right? And mm-hmm. this year, Netflix stock collapsed. And we learned that not only is Netflix no longer hyper-growth, um, but for the first time since 2011, um, it actually lost subscribers. So, you know, I, I believe Net- Tesla is similar. What I mean by that is you have VW, Honda, Kia, Ford, GM, Stellantis, BMW, Mercedes, BYD, and other Chinese competition. And in a few years, Toyota and Honda being the Disney, HBO Max, Amazon Prime, Peacock, Hulu, Paramount Plus, etc. of the electric car market, stealing Tesla's share and eventually pounding its stock down 95% or so from today's levels into the valuation of just another car company. I think we're in the beginning innings of that happening you have sell-side analysts saying things that, in my view, are ridiculous. There is no logistics issue, logistics issue based on the lead times. He used that same excuse in 2018. He said it was fixed. And I think you're going to see even tougher results for them um, in the fourth quarter. And we can talk about Twitter if you want, but that's another dynamic.
0: Yeah, that's another dynamic. I, I'm still on Tesla here. Now, one thing that you just stated, comparing them to Netflix. Now, one thing I would say is maybe Netflix has their ad tier that's coming on out, but Tesla has two products, right? The semi-truck and the cyber truck to be released next year. How do you feel about Tesla next year? Do you feel that they could actually have a down year even though they're releasing two products like this?
1: Yeah, so I don't believe the semi-truck will ever be released because
0: I don't believe that
1: batteries just think about this, right? If you just look at the Ford, uh, the, the, the F-150 Lightning, look at the range without towing and the range with towing. Like any, if you ask somebody in the semi-industry, right? Think about this. How long it takes to actually charge those batteries? My dad used to be a truck driver. Like it just doesn't, it never made sense. There, there's going to be no Tesla semi-truck with lithium ion batteries. The technology just doesn't make sense. The, the price point would be way above what Tesla said. With respect to the Cybertruck, I think the price point is going to be egregiously high. And that market is already saturated with the Ford F-150, the Silverado Lightning. You got the Hummer EV. I mean, they're going to be last to market with a product that, in our view, is inferior. So I don't think those products are coming. But I think that's the genius, if you will, of Musk. He always has something further down the line that, oh, if the car company's struggling or if the valuation doesn't make sense, give us credit for this. Look, this is a car company. 95% of their revenue comes from selling cars. The other 5% comes from an energy division that has negative gross margins. So to say this isn't a car company is ridiculous. And people say, well, no, it's a software company. That's also ludicrous. They're dead last based on Navigant Consulting and full self-driving, autonomous technology. They report level two to California. That's what their lawyers say. There's other guys that are at level four and arguably level five. There's guys with robo taxis, Wamo, um, Cruise, etc. on the road right now. Tesla does not have that. So they don't lead in uh, technology. They lag. They're very last. And with respect to their batteries, you know, everything they said at Battery Day was a sham, pretty much. Um, and we can talk about it if you want if that if you want. But it's like they do these days to pump these products that never come to fruition. Um, and, and, you know, their car sales, they haven't grown in three quarters. I think Q4 is going to be down versus um, a Q3. Um, and, you, you know, I think you're going to minus margin, you know, margin debilitating price cuts. Um, And I think that's becoming clear to everyone.
0: Well, we're on the line here with Gordon Johnson. Thank you for staying a little extra. I got a couple more to get through here, and then we'll get you on out of here, Gordon. Appreciate you sticking a little bit extra. Now, one of the recent tweets that caught my eyes and – I know it probably caught your eyes, was Elon about the Cybertruck and how it, it would be waterproof enough to serve briefly as a boat so it could cross <laughs> rivers, lakes, and even seas uh, that aren't being too choppy. Of course, this came out during the hurricane. I don't know how much uh, Elon Tesla has been known about uh, being marine technology, but what do you yeah. feel about this? Was this another exaggeration from Elon? I mean, you could call it an exaggeration,
1: you could call it a lie. I mean, wh- however you, but here, here's the facts, right? You put a lithium ion battery in water and typically um, uh, there's not the good possibility results. that it erupts into fire. So yeah. to recommend this, I think is it's not just, in my view, absurd, uh, but it's potentially dangerous. Um, so, you know, he said this about the Model 3 cars. Um, and, you know, you had issues with you know, running these things through car washes where, you know, the cars would leak and, you know, parts would fall off. So the idea that these cars can uh, act as boats, uh, I, I, it's just, I mean, it's absurd. I mean, it's, it, and, and again, absurd and dangerous.
0: Now let's go towards FSD. Now, of course, there's been some recent <laughs> development. Will Tesla ever get this project finished?
1: Yeah, look, I think FSD is among the biggest deceptions slash, um, I don't want to, I don't know. One of the biggest deceptions in corporate history. I think it's been a massive failure on behalf of the NH- NHTSA, uh, the National Highway Transport and Safety um, Association. I think it's been a huge disaster on the part of the NTSB. They've made recommendations that haven't been followed. And you go to TeslaDesk.com um, and it's been alleged that, you know, I think it's like 19 people have been confirmed or um, you know, to, to have been killed associated with, um, you know, uh, Tesla's autopilot technology. That's uh, a Tesla That's what they allege. Um, Look, they use cameras, right? The people who have robo taxis on the road use cameras and LIDAR and radar. Tesla uses cameras. That technology um, from the experts in the industry does not work and will never work. And if you look at the Hulu special that was done around the 2016 Paint It Black video, which by the way, Tesla still has on its website, where it says, in bold words, the car is driving itself. The driver is only there for legal purposes. You know, that was a three minute video. We later found out that there were mass, that, that video was taped over 500 miles. There were multiple um, disengagements. Um, that's extremely deceptive. But you know, you watch that video and you think, man, these cars can drive themselves. You know, I, I, I need to drive home from a bar. I'll let the car drive me home. And next thing you know, uh, potentially you're in an accident where you potentially end up in a fatal accident. Uh, Look, I don't know how this ends, because I I believe our our working assumption is that Tesla is above all laws. And it looks like the Twitter, Elon Musk agreed today to buy Twitter. It seems like maybe he's not above all laws. But our working assumption is he's above all laws. NHTSA will never do anything, and they can do whatever they want. But the reality is their competitors have robo-taxis on the road and report their miles to the California DMV because they're above level two. Tesla does not have one robo-taxi on the road, despite the fact, by the way— that he promised a million by 20, what was it, 2020, and he used that promise to raise over a billion dollars, which that promise was completely false. Um, you know, uh, but they have zero robo taxes on the road, and they don't report their miles to the DMV because they're level two. So it's just facts. I mean, some of this stuff is so egregiously absurd. It's like it's hard to understand given how highly this company is valued, but that's why we're so excited about this
0: short. Last one here, Inflation Reduction Act and EV credits. How does that play into Tesla's strategy moving forward?
1: Yes, so everybody assumes that all of their cars are going to get those credits. Right now, the batteries for the Model 3, um, the content and the batteries are made in China. Based on that dynamic, they would get none of that credit. Uh, And with respect to the Model Y, I assume they'll get the credit, but does it classify as an SUV, number one, and how much of the content is made in China? which is one of the key metrics as to how much money of the inflation reduction act you're going to get. So I still think there's a lot of unknowns there. Um, but at the end of the day, if we're entering into a global recession, you know, I just don't think that the demand, you know, for $60,000 and above cars is going to be there. Historically, historically, that 60,000, that luxury market, the biggest market share any automaker has ever gained is 15%. And then it stops. And Tesla's right at that 15% level. So I just think they've reached their maximum of about 1.3 million um, uh, units of demand for their cars. And I think as consensus realizes that those massive multiples they're being valued at versus their peers are gonna come down. So I think the stock's gonna come come under tremendous pressure.
0: Well, thank you for joining me today, Gordon Johnson. I really appreciate it. GLJ, uh, GLJ Research here, founder and CEO like always, we'll come back to you, Gordon, to get some updates. And thank you for coming on today to Stock Market Movers. Hey, Thanks for having
1: me.